Hey friend, this is Shelby, host of the Resilient Podcast. I believe that every woman should have what she needs to feel confident. Each experience looks different, but that doesn't mean we have to be alone. What if as women, we came together and had real conversations that strengthened each other to go deeper with God and go further in life? I don't know about you, but that's what I'm here for. Let's do this together. Hello, and welcome back to the Resilient Podcast. I am here with Jamie Lynn Walno. Hi, Jamie. Hello. Or do you go by Jamie Lynn together? I go by Jamie Lynn. Okay, sounds good. Jamie Lynn. So we're so excited to have you here. Um, I've, I've been following Jamie on, or Jamie Lynn, sorry, on social media. You can call me Jamie. You can call me Jamie. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, it's been so good just seeing uh, your heart come out through social media and then now kind of meeting you more virtually, but also more like personally. And um, what I've really seen come out of what you, like the overflow of your heart, I guess, is just this heart to equip the body of Christ. And a big thing is this idea of holiness. And I think that it's so important for the body of Christ right now. And so today for our audience, we're going to be speaking about holiness and jumping into that. And I know that can be something that makes people cringe. It can be something that people attach to legalism or performance. And so we want to jump into that and kind of bring clarity to questions that you may have as a listener or uh, hesitancy that you may have around this topic. But just to introduce Jamie Lynn, um, she's an author and a speaker. She travels and speaks, and she also hosts a podcast called the Set Apart Podcast. And like I mentioned, her heart is just to equip the body of Christ to influence uh, wherever their sphere may be and to be able to confidently go out and and touch the people that they are going to interact with and to be able to do that boldly. So to give people the tools they need to do that. And so I love that heart because we really have that heart here too at Resilient. And our heart is just to equip women to walk out whatever God's asked them to do. So um, yeah, we just want to take a few minutes to help our audience get to know you. So do you want to just share maybe a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, how long you've been married, kind of let us get to know you. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. I love this. I love women. Yes. I love encouraging women. I love being around women. I think when we know who we are, it's like the coolest thing ever to celebrate one another and to encourage one another, to cry with one another. Women yeah. are just awesome. <laughs> the way God that. made us to really be with one another is just awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I live in Texas, born and raised in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. My husband and I have been married for two and a half or so years. Okay. And um, then, and that's a long story in itself because, you know, like when you dated a long time and then you tell somebody, I've been married for two and a half years, you feel like it's like, married person but you've really been you're together like, a long time you're like i've known this guy for a long time <laughs> um i put up with him no i'm kidding i love my husband and i i married a very kind a very gentle a very slow to anger very pastoral um man of god and i never saw strength and gentleness until i really met my husband and so i feel very blessed to know him that's amazing. Yeah. I Yes, I love him. I love people. I think my biggest dream, if people were to really ask me about my life, mm-hmm. in, instead of like resume things, because there's mm-hmm. cool things that I could share with you, I love people and I want them to know God. I love celebrating people. I love seeing people do what God created them to do on earth. But mm. first and foremost, like discipling 
like really, yeah. really like making sure and being real and authentic with those that I'm around, mm-hmm. um, not leaving people in burning buildings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, let them, let them live and be hydrated by the Holy spirit fed mm-hmm. by the word in relationship with Jesus in a healthy community. So I, I just love yeah. people a lot. That's so good. I love that. Yeah. Um, and before we move on, I was just curious, how long were you and did you and your husband know each other before you got married? Well, I knew he was my husband in oh. February of 2013. Wow. Six months later, he told me he liked me. Six <laughs> months later, he asked me out. Oh and my then, gosh. And then there was a four month break, a seven month breakup. But after we got back together in 2016, we got in, or 2017, mm-hmm. we got engaged five or six weeks after we started dating again and then got married yeah. nine months later. That's the ultimate summary. I feel like that was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, no, that's a great summary. No, that's so good. I was just curious when you had mentioned that, like, okay, so how long did that process go? That's so crazy. I love that. It's so it's so true. Like you said, you're like, yeah, it seems like we're newly married, but we've actually known each other since, what did you say, 2015, 2016? 13. 2013. Oh, my gosh. So this has been a long time coming. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, that's that's awesome. I love that. I love everyone's unique marriage story. It's so interesting to hear. <laughs> oh, totally it is. That's awesome. So yeah, I just wanted to hear, um, uh, actually for our listeners, Jamie has, or Jamie Lynn has a, uh, a book coming out called Holy Revolution. And so, um, that was some of the content that I've been seeing on her social media. And so that will be coming out. Is that in May? May 18th. Dun, Ooh, dun, dun. That's coming soon. So I would encourage you guys to grab that, but we want to just dive into this topic of holiness. And um, when we're talking in ho- about holiness and living a life of being holy, I would love to hear, Jamie Lynn, like, what does that actually mean or what would that look like? Because I think there can be a lot of misconceptions about what it means to walk in holiness. Of course. You know, I think being holy is doing what you hear the father say, Hmm. saying what you hear the father say and doing what you see the father doing. Hmm. That's holiness. Holiness is becoming a slave to God, which doesn't Hmm. sound very appealing to a lot of people, Mm -hmm. but when you know the character and nature of who God is and how epic God is and Hmm. creative and protecting and loving and merciful and, like humble and he's serving us like Jesus is serving us at the right hand of the father after he raised from life, like praying for us today. Like that is Mm -hmm. who we get to serve. The one who knows you, loves you, wants you. So a life of holiness is, is saying, God, you and the reason why you placed me on the earth are what I'm living for. Mm. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. Tell me what you want me to know and I'll believe it. Hmm. And I'll share it, whatever you allow me to share. Hmm. So I think, I think that's what holiness is. And it says in Hebrews twelve fourteen, it says, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Yeah. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Hmm. And holiness is the life of knowing him because he's real. He's alive. Hmm. I grew up in a church where I thought the Holy Spirit was a Catholic thing. Like I really did. Hmm. I thought like, I had no idea what <laughs> I knew when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in college. And hmm. so even my, my book addresses um, 
so much of this because I grew up in a very religious background where it was legal, check it off. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you know, like we did our Sunday thing, but throughout the week there's slander, there's gossip, there's over drinking, there's mm. all these things that just didn't make sense to me. But holiness is being liberated from the world and being completely found in him, in him alone. Mm. I love that. And just, bringing that in. Yeah. I love that description. And I even like the way you said being liberated from the world because, um, a lot of times we look at it as like dying to the things of the world, but it's actually the flip side. It's it's actually being liberated from the control of those things in our lives. And I think the enemy lies to us in so many ways and, and makes uh, the pressures or the accolades or the desires, the sin of this world so appealing to us when in, in reality it entangles and it binds us and it controls us and it brings us into shame. And so I love even that description, but then finishing it off with like, yeah, it's actually being liberated and freed from those things, not just, okay, I got to die to self. I got to die to the world. Well, that is true, but it's actually almost the opposite is what you're really getting as you do that. So that's so good. Um, I'd love to hear even, you kind of touched a little bit. I'd love you to expand on what makes you passionate about this topic of holiness. Okay, I don't necessarily know what type of audience you have, but this is my story with God. Okay. And I, I've always loved the Lord my whole life. Mm-hmm. I, Even though I didn't know what the Holy Spirit was, I very much so always assumed in my head I was talking to God. Mm-hmm. So I never thought I was talking to myself. I actually thought everybody was talking to God in their head. Mm-hmm. I didn't know people talked to themselves since I was a little taught. Wow. So there's been something unique in my life with Him, in processing with Him. However... When I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, it put a name to the Holy Spirit that was with me all along, and I just had no idea. So then fast forward, 2017, the Holy Spirit is showing up in our church in such a crazy way that anyone with religion is either going to be offended or set free. Mm. And it was so phenomenal. And I was on the floor for three hours weeping, Mm. and something happened, and God, I saw Jesus come up to me and take my heart out of my chest and put a new heart in my chest. And he said, this is perfect. This is whole in order to keep it this way, Mm. water it with my spirit and feed it with my word. Mm. And then he began to show me the church. This is the church. This isn't the world. This is the church. Mm. And I saw within the church that God was coming and he was showing an opportunity to know him more or an opportunity to do life as usual. Mm. And now I would define it as life or destruction. And this is what I mean. Like, holiness is choosing him in a moment no matter what it looks like. Mm. And I felt the grief so deeply for those. I mean, I wept for weeks when I thought of it. It was such a tangible, powerful thing, encounter with God, that when I would think about Christians not choosing him, not knowing they weren't choosing him, Mm. but they had the money, the family, the title, even within the church. And this wasn't people with names. Mm-hmm. This was a representation of the body of Christ. Yeah. And so I, I just began weeping because I'm like, we're not choosing. Why? How could you not choose him? Because I had tasted, seen something deeper yeah. than myself. So mind you, I've been liberated from depression. I've been healed from endometriosis. I've been mm-hmm. liberated from criticism, judgment, self-hatred, gossip, wow. um, slander. I've been liberated from so much gluttony. Oh my goodness. Like I have been liberated from so much from 
him that I can't help but imagine like, how could people not know? I know what it was like to be judgmental, critical, a glutton, hmm. prideful, entitled. And now I'm without. Wow. And I didn't know how bound I was until I was set free. And so that really marked me mm-hmm. for the church. Mm-hmm. And and I think holiness is the foundation of Christianity. If we're going to say we're a Christian, then we're not just going to be people. You're going to hear, I feel like, oof, the girl... The black and white girl is coming out right now. <laughs> but it's not be lukewarm. And that's what I was seeing. I was seeing lukewarm. And I was seeing people, I'm not saying they weren't going to heaven. Yeah. That's not I, I that's not what he showed me. It was just the separation of are you gonna choose me, really? Mm-hmm. Or are you gonna are you gonna slap my name to things? Yeah. And call it holy. So it I believe that holiness is the foundation of Christianity. Mm. It's the heart that's burning in the room. It's the pure heart that walks into a room and people are drawn to it because the answers inside, it's not about them, mm-hmm. but they have the answer to what people are looking for in innovation, creativity, salvation, mm-hmm. you name it Yeah, in that moment. So that's why I'm so passionate about it. Mm. I love that. I think that's so true. Even um, like we can be saved, we can be a Christian, but um, I feel like there's a difference in what you're putting the name you're putting to it is this holiness and it's like this wholehearted devotion this wholehearted like you're saying every aspect of my life is yours and i think there is a difference between just coming under the label of i'm a christian and i'm going to go to heaven i'm saved like those things that we know and we want to accept and they're the easier i would say side of christianity and then there's a difference between um yeah being like fully given over to God. And I think that holiness is such a marker of that. Like you're saying, it's this wholehearted pursuit of him and saying, God, you're everything. Like you can consume me. I think that's often why uh, a lot of that can be attached to the baptism of the Holy Spirit because it's that holiness being like transcending you, you know, and saying like, God, consume all of me. I want to give you everything. I don't want to just put you in this little box in my heart and in my life because you fit and it feels good and it makes me better as an overall person. But it's like, God, I want to give you everything. You are my everything. And I think that's such a good description of it. And I love that story. I think that's a very lethal thing to pray when we sing songs Mm -hmm. about that, because I think it's very dangerous to say, God, come come consume me when you really don't want it. Mm. You don't want it because when he puts his finger on pride, (laughs) because he loves you, not because he's mad, not because he's judging you, but his kindness leads us to repentance. Mm -hmm. God brings conviction to you to let go of gluttony, to let go of, self, to let go of addiction, to let go of social media, to let go of money, whatever the concept is, doing it one, because he's with you right then and there. So you're in the presence of the Holy One, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. Two, he loves you. Hmm. And three, he's just reminding you of who you are Hmm. and reminding you that that isn't, that it's not helping Mm -hmm. and he's wanting to protect you. So let, let him have it. Mm Go on the journey with him. It could happen in a moment. It could be a journey of letting it go. I, I think it's different for a lot of people. Um, it's up to you how much you're willing to lean in. So anyways, that's a side note. Mm-hmm. I just really felt because I'm like, ah, like it hurts so good yeah. is my phrase. It hurts. I love being corrected mm. because I know someone loves me mm. and it's not judgment. It's not criticism. It's love. Yeah. So 
No, that's so good. And I think that's such an important thing to highlight because we can get caught up in, I, I think the legalism comes in when we think, oh, like I'm not loved. I'm doing this to earn love, but it's because we're loved that brings us yeah. to that repentance. This is kindness, is love for us that brings us there. It's so good. So true. Um, yeah. So I'd love to even hear, um, maybe even in that same vein, a lot of people associate um, legalism and religion with holiness. So um, yeah, so people don't, they don't want to hear it, you know, because it seems like unaccepting. I would say even now more than ever in this generation, we are seeing that, that it's like this opposition to anything holy or any standard of holiness um, because we associate it with like, oh, that's not loving, you know, and I want to just love like Jesus loved or that's legalistic, you know, and so I'd love to hear even what, is the difference between um, legalism and holiness and how do you differentiate those or keep those separate? Yes. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. One's God, one's not. There we One go. One thinks it's God and one's actually God. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm like, here's the thing. Let's break this down. I want to say it's Matthew. Uh, it's in Matthew. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's in first Corinthians, but also when you read in Matthew, when um, the, uh, the priests were gathering and the women went, the guards were running to tell the priests that Jesus has, had raised from the dead. Right. Yeah. And they were so prideful and wanted people to turn to them that they said, no, no, no. Tell the governor this hmm. instead it's a lie that's still been circulating today. So that's pride, but wow. that's a religious spirit. That's legalism. Hmm. That's not really wanting the real thing, wanting to feel safe in put God in the box that he's never been in. Mm-hmm. So really you're, you're looking at air. Mm-hmm. The other part of legalism is this is so crazy to me. When you look through first Corinthians, I love reading through it. When it talks about the spirit of wisdom, I think it's first Corinthians two. So there's one wisdom that is worldly and there's one that's heavenly. Worldly wisdom is what put Jesus on a cross. Legalism is what put Jesus mm-hmm. on a cross. It's this is what you do. This is what it looks like. This is how we're going to do it or you're going to leave. Mm-hmm. Or this is how we're going to do it. And deep down, we're not living this. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. And I know there can be both sides. There could be somebody who's living completely holy with a checklist of things, mm-hmm. doing everything by the book, whose heart is not alive and in love with Jesus, mm-hmm. who has no love in their heart. Their actions down to a T could be perfect. Yeah. But their heart, it says, if you don't have love in your heart, what you're doing is meaningless. Hmm. But then you have somebody who's a little rough around the edges, but is madly in love with Jesus, messes up, has to repent, look at the life of David. Like, look at the life of everybody we read about in the Bible. Look at Paul. My goodness. <laughs> but you know, like, there there are people who are hungry. And so legalism judges the person who's not living perfect, yet isn't living perfect because they're judging somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's all over the place. But to me, legalism and religion put Jesus on a cross mm-hmm. instead of having eyes to see, ears to hear, and a mind to understand, wait, this is Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage people who are battling with judgment and criticism. You see somebody who's quote unquote on fire for God, mm-hmm. yet in your mind, you're like, that, surely that's not God. That can't be. But what if it is God? Mm-hmm. What if it is God? And you could pray instead, God, if that's you, Give me eyes to see, ears to hear, and a mind to understand, which can only happen by his spirit, his Holy Spirit, which leads you to wisdom, which is heavenly wisdom, to see that that's you and to walk in your ways Mm -hmm. and to have courage to do it. Because 
it's just a really lethal game. I've been in legalism. It's just not fun. I was dying inside. I was depressed, but I was living holy. Yeah. And doing all the right things in the Christian eyes, you know, and yes. that sphere. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yes. And being torn and eaten apart slowly inside. Mm. Oh, that's so good. And so even translating that into um, like directly for um, listeners, how would someone keep their heart alive? You know, how would someone keep their heart from becoming performance-based while also pursuing this life of holiness? You know, I love that you said pursuing this life of holiness because pursuing a life of holiness is not pursuing actions. It's reading the word. And when you read the word, it's to understand God more. It's to get to know him more. If you had a, ladies, when you had a crush on Billy Bob, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when you had a crush on that boy, yeah. maybe it's the man you're dating now, you had no problem doing all the research to find out what he was like, who he's with, who his friends are, oh, yeah. what his favorite things are. You go, it's the same thing with Jesus and the word of God. Mm. You go in and you're like, oh my goodness, you did this, you did that. Wait, you sent your spirit for me to do the same? Are you kidding hmm. me? And you keep your heart alive and you discover relationship in the word with God and you pray. Mm. And prayer isn't like, Lord, I'm begging you. I'm asking you. I'm just coming to you and I'm asking you and I'm asking you and I'm asking you and I'm asking you. It's like, no. When you step into prayer, you're in relationship with God. Hmm. I had a dream one time. I was like running from the cops. Hmm. And I was like, what do I know that I don't know that I know? And I found my dad. And I was like, dad, what am I, what's happening? Why are they after me? And he goes, it's time, you know, your most powerful weapon on earth, which clearly the dad in the dream to me represented the father, yeah. the heavenly father. And he was like, it's time, you know, your most powerful weapon on earth. And I was like, fire. And he was like, no. And a helmet came out of the sky and he put it on me. He said, your most powerful weapon on earth is prayer. Hmm. Prayer's relationship with God. Hmm. So our most powerful weapon on earth is relationship with God. That means if I'm going to thank you, Shelby, mm-hmm. I'm going to thank you to your face. I'm not going to say, Shelby, thank you to somebody else. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at you and I'm going to say thank you. So when I come to prayer, I say, God, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I begin thanking him. And it's a real relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm in the presence of God. Yeah. I'm face to face. Whether I see him with my actual eyes or spiritual eyes or what, he's that real. Mm. Like, so I think that when you can keep your heart alive, it's protecting that love time, whether you feel it or not. Mm. You protect your time in the word and you pray and you thank him and you listen to him too. You don't just talk the whole time because mm. when he speaks, ooh, <laughs> it puts oil on the fire that's in your heart. Oh, yeah. And that's how I feel you keep that heart going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like one, one sentence from him, you know, can spark your heart and be so transforming, you know? And so that is such a yeah. huge piece is not just the talking, but the listening to. And yeah, I think the more, at least I've discovered in my walk, the more I get to know God, the more I want to know him. And then there are seasons where I am distant and then I don't want to know him as much, you know, like the the fire in my heart and the, the awe of him diminishes the less I spend time with him, you know, because it's like, yeah. it grows dull and I don't remember. And then as soon as I get back into his presence again and I'm like, Oh God, no, like I do really want you. And it confirms that. And my heart starts to come awakened again and is like so hungry for him. And so I think, um, like pursuing him compounds, you know, it, it's, it awakens yes. that desire. Like you're saying. Shelby, that is so powerful. I'm literally just remembering, like I'm feeling a parallel mm-hmm. here. When Lance and I were dating, mm-hmm. um, 
I remember there were several times throughout our long relationship. <laughs> just wanted to remind everybody it was long. <laughs> no, um, I would call him and I'd be like, hey, are we okay? Like, is everything okay? Like, I just felt like something was off or whatever. And he got to the point where he realized, and I was shocked that he noticed this. He goes, hey, this always happens when we haven't spent time in person together. Mm. So I'm going to come pick you up tomorrow night for a date and blah, 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 wow. blah. So I begin, because I'm very relational, yeah. which I didn't even realize that until he said that. Mm. It is the same thing with God. It's like when you're not spending time with him, you begin to go to friends. And what they say, if especially if they're not pointing you to mm-hmm. him, is not going to be lasting fruit. And then you begin to grow in insecurity and you begin to allow thoughts to fester on the wheel of things that aren't true. Yeah. I love that. That's so cool to hear you say Yeah, that. and that's such a good analogy for it too because it is, it's exactly that. Like, like my husband, he went away for three weeks uh, on an outreach because we lead outreaches and I was pregnant at the time. So I was going to meet up with them partway through. And the longer that time went on, the more I would get like agitated or like feel distant or be like, I don't feel loved, you know? And like, it's true. It's like that, that in-person connection is so valuable for just even us as humans. So imagine how much more that is meaningful for your walk with God, you know? And And you are going to, you're going to grow dry if you're not spending time in his presence and getting to know him deeper because the appeal will just dry, you know? And so if it becomes a habit of your life of spending time with him throughout your day or at a certain point in your day or whatever that looks like, it is actually going to, to breed that, um, holiness in your life and that depth of relationship with him and make you want more of him. Yeah. You know, what's interesting if you took away, if you had a really real talk with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to anyone, if you took away all social media accounts in a moment, mm-hmm. they were stripped from you, like mm-hmm. taken. If you took away your salary, if you took away your home, if you took away anything mm-hmm. that's of value to mm-hmm. you, relationships, all of it, would he be enough? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it comes down to is keeping your heart in a place where you recognize he's with you today in this very moment. And like when you're with God, it's transformative, it's powerful, and you don't want to be apart from mm-hmm. him. So I think it's, it's that real being with God. I mean, Jesus literally said what he heard the father say and did that's nearness mm-hmm. and did what he saw the father doing. That's mm-hmm. nearness. So anyways, I take it all away. And that's when you really know, do I have idols? Mm-hmm. Do I have areas in my heart that need to be purified because I want to be holy yeah. and repent? Yeah. Repent. And go. Anyway, sorry, I might be jumping ahead, but I just thought no, about that's that so too. good. I love that. Such a yeah. I could go on and on about this piece, you yeah. know, and the value <laughs> of spending time with the Lord and all of that. So good. Yeah. Um. So I guess that kind of even leads into our next question. Exactly. So it's perfect. Um, but just even, I wanted to ask for you what you have seen as the value of walking in holiness. Like what is the fruit that comes from it? The benefit, if somebody's listening and they're like, okay, so why, why should I value this? Why should I pursue a life of holiness? What would you say some of the fruit from that would be? The fruit from it is freedom from the things that have been totally crippling you Mm. whether it's now I'm growing in this area I really am of healing I used to walk in this a whole lot more but I do believe divine health I I walk in divine health Mm. as one who belongs to the Lord okay but um and I know that ruffles feathers but that's what the word says Mm -hmm. so 
Um, it's true. I'm just saying. Yeah. But fruit of living a life is when you're on um, a highway of holiness. Mm-hmm. It's in Isaiah 35. There's a highway of holiness and beasts, lions cannot walk on that highway. Mm-hmm. You're protected by God, mm-hmm. period. And when you are underneath the protection and covering of God, there's n- nowhere else you want to be. Mm-hmm. And you be, you're able to see when temptation comes, the escape route in like when, when temptation comes and you're living a holy life, you see the exit door. And in first Corinthians 10, 13, it says no temptations overtaking mm-hmm. you except what's common in time. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out. Other versions say an escape route so that you can endure mm-hmm. it. So it's saying when you're tempted, God always provides an escape route. And, and holiness is being tempted as Jesus was tempted. He was tempted as all of us mm-hmm. have been. Every time he goes the escape route. And that is what it means because if you don't want to be worried, if you don't want to be bogged down, if you want to be joyful, if you want to have all the fruits of the spirit, peace, love, kindness, patience, joy, gentleness, mm-hmm. faith, you know, you keep yeah. going. That's that's holiness. Mm-hmm. Like, how could you not want to live the life that Jesus spilt his whole body out mm-hmm. for? That's literally what holiness is. The fruit of holiness is an inheritance that he has waiting for you that can only be found in him. So it's far better than any of the plans I've ever made. I'm a big dreamer, big visionary, but the dreams that he put in my heart instead of the dreams I told him Mm -hmm. I wanted are far bigger than the dreams I told him I wanted. And so that's, that's also holiness. So good. I love that. I I mean, there's so many different ways, but to me, that's the way I would answer. Yeah, no, that's so good. And it's, Yeah. I don't even have anything to add to that. That's so such a good description of it. And so like very all encompassing and very clear at the same time. So that's so good. Um, And just kind of as we're coming to the end of this podcast, the last piece I wanted to cover in regards to holiness is um, how to get there. Like when you've fallen into sin or when you're struggling with sin or temptation um, or even yeah, like maybe for the first time you're like, okay, I do want to live this life of holiness. How does someone... um, take those first steps to maybe get out of sin. And then once out of like maybe a sin issue or a repetitive sin issue, how do you stay out? You know, how do you uh, walk in that freedom that you can have in holiness? Okay. I'm going to get really real. Okay. I feel like an evangelist is about to come I love that. For all the women who are tuning in, we have all struggled with something. Same, same, but different as somebody Mm -hmm. else. For me, it was gluttony. Mm -hmm and depression. And gluttony was the fruit of depression. Mm-hmm. For I've had many women come up to me that have told me they struggle with pornography. Mm-hmm. I've had women tell me they struggle with alcohol. There's women who struggle with gossip. There's women who struggle with XYZ. All of these things are keeping you from seeing who God really is, not just who he is, but who he is in other mm-hmm. people. And I will say this, if you have any hidden sin, this sounds so, I know this is heavy, but if you have any hidden sin, as large as your platform is, it will be broadcast one day mm-hmm. because the truth will always come out. It will always come out. You're seeing it all across mm-hmm. the world. And I don't want that for me. I don't want that for you. I don't want that yeah. for anybody. That shouldn't, that, now that should put the fear of the Lord in you, not like Satan's yeah. fear and condemnation, but the fear of the Lord to know that that's not what he mm-hmm. has for you. So one of the pictures, if you're living a life of, sin or addiction or temptation and it's just frustrating 
when you turn your heart to God, he strengthens mm-hmm. you. You cannot strengthen yourself out of sin. You cannot stare at a sin and get out of it. We've heard this example so many times. How can you tell a counterfeit from the real thing? You stare at the real thing so much, mm-hmm. you can recognize the counterfeit in a moment. Yeah. So when you're staring at Jesus, which he wants you right now in this moment, shame and condemnation are from Satan. Love, kindness, empowerment, that's the Lord. So one time God gave me a picture of a toddler, like the walking downhill phase of toddlers. (laughs) And sometimes they trip. And when we're growing in God, there's areas we're growing in where we're at the toddler Mm -hmm. phase and we trip. And it's not because... We hate God. And sometimes it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm choosing this mm-hmm. right now. Sometimes it's like, oh, I tripped. Guess what? He doesn't scream at you. He just says, turn your heart back to me. It's mm-hmm. okay. You're going to be running. I've, I've, I'm, if you keep coming towards me, you will be sprinting mm-hmm. here one mm-hmm. day. And so I want to encourage you to, to know that that's the kind of love that we have in a father mm-hmm. who believes in you and wants you. So in order to keep your way pure, it says in Psalm, in Psalm 119, How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your Mm -hmm. word. And so we guard what the word of God says. We read that. And anything that's not true of God's word that is in our life, we let go of. Because he has something better for you. But we can't let go of something if we don't trust him and love him. So allow yourself to turn to him. Repent. Mm -hmm. Repentance. We don't preach that Mm -hmm. enough. When When you've fallen, turn your heart to him and say, God, Forgive me for looking at pornography. Forgive me for getting in the closet and eating 500 pounds mm-hmm. of food, whatever mm-hmm. it was. My path. That's not who you created me to be. I want to be who you made me to be. Will you please help me? Mm-hmm. But when you pray that, let the Spirit of God, who is your mm-hmm. helper, come and lead you out of the pit. He's going to get in there and pull you out. Yeah. So I hope that encourages people. You can do it literally right mm-hmm. now. Like, Repentance is key. You have to yeah. repent. You can't just move away. You got to recognize, man, this is dark. This mm-hmm. is sinful. Lord, forgive me. I that's not who yeah. I am. I love you. So that's to me, that's so simple. It's daily mm-hmm. repentance. We read about men and women who sinned in the Bible all the time and repented and turned to God, and it doesn't make it okay to sin. But once you've repented, ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You're forgiven. You keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's key. And I hope that I hope that that's encouraging to people who are tuning in. You're so loved, and He doesn't want darkness in you because those areas keep you from mm-hmm. Him, and He doesn't want you from Him in any way. He wants all of mm-hmm. you. Yeah, that's so good, and yeah, I love how you even said just even do it right now. I'm sure even for you guys listening, the Holy Spirit is highlighting different things, and so I want to encourage you to do exactly what she shared and and take the time even as this podcast comes to an end and just go to the Lord and speak to the Holy Spirit and and repent and and get right with him in that way. Um so yeah, I think we'll kind of wrap up here, but is there anything else Jamie Lynn that you would like to just share to kind of bookend this or to bring any anything else that you want to impart before we kind of wrap up? Yes. The reward of holiness is the man Jesus. Hmm. The pure in heart will see God. Be holy as he is holy, said so many times in the word of God. Hmm. But he alone, relationship with Jesus, that's why he died on the cross because he wants you. And that's what holiness is, is living a life where you get to see God everywhere you go. 
and people will see it in everything you see. People see him in everything you touch. And so mm. I love you guys. And I'm so grateful that you would invite me to come share this message. I burn for it. Mm-hmm. I want people to be free from bondage and I want them to be liberated from the world and to be the most innovative, creative, influential men and women on planet earth. Mm, So good. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to share with us. You could tell that this is something you burn for because it's just flowing out of you. And so I love that. Um, But yeah, again, uh, to our listeners, you can check out Jamie Lynn's book, Holy Revolution. Um, You can actually follow her on, on social media. It would be on Instagram at Jamie Lynn Walno, right? Yes. And I will, her name will be in the podcast episode notes. So then you can get the spelling there just so that you can find her, but you can find her on Instagram and uh, follow along to see when that comes out. Again, it's May 18th, um, but I would encourage you guys to grab a hold of this if this is something even the Lord's highlighting in your heart. Um, but yeah, connect with her on social media. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Jamie Lynn, for thank being you. with us. This was amazing. I'm so encouraged even in my own walk after this conversation. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I love that you're doing this. Love you, ladies. Woo! <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for hanging out today. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. I also want to let you know that I've written an ebook called Refreshing Your Prayer Life. This is a tool that I'd love for you to have access to. You can download this free ebook by following the link in the episode notes below. Let's chat again soon.